Blog Talk Radio. purpose today to bring you strength. Strength from the Lions Den is a compelling talk show that discusses life situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment, and from a biblical perspective. But tonight, my God, we're going to give you the energy of encouragement, transcendent wisdom, and efficacy of knowledge and education. But I'm telling you, we got a very special show tonight. But guess what? You still can roar. Come on. Roar. Roar for your victory. Roar for your power. Roar. Come on, let it out. Roar for your strength. That's it. All right, man. Tonight is a very special night. Huh? The power of music. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Listen, I got to give you what we say. It's just like music to be the explosive expression of humanity that has power to touch us. As Billy Joel once said, the deep connection we have with music is therapeutic and mood enhances. You don't need no drugs. You just need some music. And when it hits you, as Bob Marley says, you forget about your worries for a moment. So my special guest tonight, Lonnie Salyer. Did I say it right, Lonnie? You did. You sure did. Okay. No. All right. Listen, now, we're going to take you on a fantastic voice. This brother has some great music. Can I tell you, he's a lover and a fighter. I got some good music. I listen to all of it. I'm telling you, it's incredible. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Lonnie, Big Lonnie Salyer is a music historian from Kingsport, Tennessee, who collects both 45 RPMs and 78 RPMs. I know some of y'all don't know what 78 saw, but he's going to tell you. Listen, records along <laughs> with the history of independent record labels of East Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, and the surrounding mountain south. He's appeared on PBS, several music-relating blogs, and a number of magazines and publications as both the subject of the article and as a writer. He's the host of Digging with Big Lon on WBCM Radio Bristol. He runs a Facebook page named Big Lon's Crateful Dig. Go check it out. And to some of his hobby, Big Lon says he's discovering the musical history of the Southern Appalachian, one dusty old record at a time. Now, for tonight's collection, he's dug into 
a rare soul music that a lot of folks outside this region may not be familiar with. But he's going to give you the history and the background of it. So, come on. Tonight I give you.
works of music that he could give me. And he gave them to me. We're going to go into them. But Lonnie, I want to know, uh, how did you be, what, what began your fascination with music? Well, uh, John, I've always loved music and, um, you know, I'm always in the type, there's, there's two kinds of music in this world. There's the music that you like, and then there's the music the artist made that they like, but you don't understand. <laughs> and that's, you know, from classical music to, to, to the rock and roll, the soul, the blues, the, the rap, you know, if, if, you know, even you know, Caribbean music, uh, you know, music and languages I don't even understand. But, you know, you, but music transcends language and culture, you know, it, it's, it, it, you know, it hits you in your soul, hits you, you know, it's in your psyche. Um, so, um, I, with that love of music, and I've always been someone who's been interested in history. Um, about three and a half years ago, I ran across. I was, I was looking for a CD of a, um, of a, a blues artist that was from Kingsport, Tennessee, and um, up popped this 78 RPM record on eBay, Kingsport, Tennessee Records. And I didn't know there was a record label back here in the 50s, just down the street from my house. And I, you know, uh-huh. I bought that record. Of course, you, you've met my wife, so she's like. Um, Why'd you buy a record? Do you want a record player? No, but you know, I might one day. And that just kind of, and, and just kind of digging into the, that artist and that label and finding out that much of the history is, is not documented. You know, some of the big, you know, some of the big labels or big artists, you know, there's, there's people that like, um, yeah, I'm a DJ at the, at the birthplace of country music at radio Bristol, you know, those, Mm -hmm. those, those early country music sessions, there's people that, you know, historians can tell you what color socks those guys were wearing when they were recording. When it comes to, you know, these little bitty independent um, record labels, you know, in the highways and byways and up the hollers and down the hill that, that mm-hmm. maybe put out five, 10, 20 records. And it was in, you know, it was in the back of the gas station or their mama's basement all that history, as soon as those artists and those people own those labels pass away, that history has gone. So what yeah. I go, I, I go out and look for records from this region and, you know, I'll find a, you know, the only proof that, that, you know, um, mm-hmm. Elijah and the Ebony's ever made a record is, you know, you find that little seven inch piece of, of plastic in a junk shop somewhere and take it home and go, wow, that's amazing. So, wow. and then that kind of leads to who was this person? What was their, you know, what was their inspiration? What happened to them? What was the rest mm-hmm. of their life like? Um, so it, it just kind of, it's kind of blossomed into a thing of its own. I, you know, I'm not a professional DJ. I'm not a professional historian. I'm just, I'm just a guy who likes records. And, and, and so it's funny. Now, three and a half years later, I have people from like France or England or, or Germany wow. or places asking me questions about, do you, do you never heard of this record from, from uh, Johnson City, Tennessee? And, you know, and so it's just, uh, I've, I've kind of just, that's became, as you said, I'm a, an aficionado, aficionado uh-huh. of uh-huh. Uh, kind of a small genre, and, and, and well, I'll say small segment of music that kind of mm-hmm. transcends genre. Because, you know, I collect, if it's from this region, I collect it. It doesn't matter to me, you know, if it's, if it's gangster rap or soul or R&B yeah. or or um, rock and roll, or metal, or classical music. If it was a record made twenty miles from my house, I want to know about it. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you, man. You you are definitely a historian because the music that you sent me and I listened to it, you could feel you you could feel like I watched this show called Unsung where go back uh, artists. And do you know one thing I've seen about artists the record the record labels 
they always it's like it's an initiation for you to be taken <laughs> at first. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. they make some of the most incredible music when they first start out. You know, it you really yeah. can feel their passion in the song, and that's why I'm glad that people make albums. And like you said uh, earlier, at first they, they make it for the public or whatever, but then they make music that their own soul wants to uh, put out there. And that, and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what becomes timeless. Like Prince, when you listen to some of the stuff that he just, you say, well, okay, he didn't do this for the public. He just did it for himself. And you really can hear who he is in the music. And that's what I like. Yeah. As you say, transcends genre and gives you a glimpse into yeah. the soul of how we're yeah. all interconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that, and that's funny when you when you said give me some give me some music. I thought about some some of the things that really touched me that that I, I thought I would surprise you with. Uh, uh-huh, because <laughs> being from you know East Tennessee, you know Southwest Virginia, you don't really think of uh, this being a, an area where there's a lot of uh, a lot of soul music, but there was just like uh, just like there was a lot of a lot of blues music in the 20s and 40s. It's just most of those artists ended up moving away from Southern Appalachia and. So I, I want to give you a little taste because most most people when they think of this area they think of old time music, banjos, fiddles, bluegrass, honky tonk country. Nobody thinks mm-hmm. of soul music just make you want to get down on the floor and cry. Right. <laughs> but you know, it, there's some good there's some good music from here, and yeah. so I just gave you a little taste of some of the, my favorite records from this region. And um, now the one or two of these is still on my list. I'm chasing, but I'm going to have them one day. But the rest of them I do have a copy. You did. You unleashed some good stuff. I want to get into this first one by uh, Clifford Curry, man. I'm like, okay. okay. I, and that's what I said. I said, man, Lonnie is a lover. He 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 brought some <laughs> stuff, man, that, that you can feel the heart. Okay, let me give you a little bit of this. Y'all listen for about a few minutes or a minute or so. Go ahead. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, I can say you you can hear like he's from Tennessee, right? That's the region. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep. You can hear the origination of the Tennessee blues coming out of those uh, out of that song. You you can see the birthplace of it. You know, them Tennessee mm-hmm. blues, man. Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. Them blues, you can hear the sound just in that. Although it's upbeat tempo, man, you can hear it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what, that's what I, I like about – that's one of the things I like about good soul music. It, mm-hmm. it, it's more than – it'll be a song about dancing or kissing a girl or driving a new car, but you know, there's, there's more depth to it than that. You know, right. it, it's, it, it's, there's a passion for life and the things you've gone through to get to that point. And, you know, so a lot of these great soul singers, they just – they make you feel good inside to hear, to hear them. And he's they, one of those. They do. I was trying to I was trying to match your music, but I couldn't do it, Ron. I, Ron, I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't match it. He, uh, your stuff was just so, uh, so timeless, so classic. I was like, I'm not uh-huh. even gonna try. I put, I, I found a few, but I was like, man, I, I can't match that. I, my, my vast knowledge. I love music, man, just like you do. But I was like, one of my, one of my favorite songs is a country song that they didn't get for me, but um. I'm gonna see if they can pull it up before we end. But uh, man, when I heard that, I was like, man, that every man can identify with, you know, at one mm-hmm. time in their life, you know, being shot in, being that in love, and that, you know, that a hole was shot in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was his biggest hit song, um, and that that that. Reached like number forty-five on the R&B charts, 90, number ninety-five on the top one hundred. Now he he was an artist from like the mid fifties up through the nineties. Um, he just passed away just a few years ago. Uh, okay. But now he is he is known as the king of beach music. Even though he only had one one top one hundred hit, if you know like the Carolina like the shag music, uh, like yeah. on the Carolina coast. So mm-hmm. he is known as the king of beach music. Um, oh, man. I mean. Yeah, so he, but you know, in, even in his home hometown, Knoxville, Tennessee, nobody knows who he is. That's how it is with a lot of these artists. Like mm-hmm. it, I, within a forty mile radius of your house, there's probably two dozen records just like that of people you never heard of that that you think this is some of the best music I've never heard. And and you know, sometimes it right. just takes luck. It doesn't take you know, it's not necessarily the talent. It's it's all the other pieces that go into. You know, the music business is a tough business to make a living in, and just because you've got the best talent in the world doesn't mean you'll ever make a dime or no one to know who you are. That's right. You know, so he's one of those I'm type gonna, of guys. I'm gonna tell you, it's people like you who make um, I don't know who who make people who have done great things that were unheard about, like like the movie I watched, Hurricane, the a uh, boxer. He mm-hmm. wrote a book. He wrote mm-hmm. a book, and this young man found it. And the young man came back to him, and he kind of published and made the book well known. And that's what you're doing mm-hmm. for these artists, you know. And and, and this is what's next. This is what we need for today to remember those people who were somewhat, you know, may not have been uh, known about, or they may not be the Rolling Stones or, you know, uh, Billy Joel or things like that. But they have great music. This next guy. Yes. Uh, Kenny Springs, man, and uh, Scat Cats. <laughs> I was like, okay, Kenny, man, he let he letting her know, he letting her know, ain't nobody gonna get you but me. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and <laughs> anybody who don't like that record, I just don't know if I could hang out with them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Hey, let me let y'all get a taste of this one. Bring it back. Get it spring. Uh-oh. All right. Ooh. Let nobody love me like I do. Let nobody hold you. And let nobody squeeze you. And let nobody kiss you, baby. Until you hear from me, baby. records from 1960 to 76. They did a little R&B and funk and soul and disco, a little bit of everything, but they just never had a hit song. That one was kind of a hit along uh, the East Coast from like, say, you know, music used to be more regionalized. Um, so that one was a hit like, uh, say, from Baltimore down to, to, to the Charlotte area, but they never, never really had a big time hit. But that record was recorded in Johnson City, Tennessee, in 1965, Kenny Springs is from Johnson City, and the Scat Cats, the band, um, they were from Kingsport, Tennessee. One of them, Donnie Flack, the drummer, is still alive. He he just lives about three miles from me, and keep trying to get up with him. The one time I saw him out where I could I could talk to him, he was walking his dog down the street, and I was on my way to an appointment and couldn't stop. And of course, he was he was looking at me like. Why is this crazy looking white guy looking like he's going to run out of the road to talk to me? He, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, I finally saw you out, but I couldn't stop and talk to him. But it's one, one of my, that is my favorite record. The song on the other side is just as good. Man, I'm telling you, that that was good. I, I enjoyed that. I'm going to tell you, a lot of your songs made me have to pull out the um, the age cognac. I'm telling you, it was so good, man. <laughs> Hey, okay. These are those that you know. You just kind of put your feet up and have your, something to sit on and listen to them and just relax. Boy, Decompress from all the noise and craziness out there right now. 
Hey, I'm telling you, man. Hey, I got, I got to tell, I got to give you one. I got to give you one of mine. Some of my women guests, I, you know, when I have an all male, all males on my, uh, on my roster, I play this one. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then when I have a woman guest, she be like, "Don't you play that song?" Let me tell you this one here. Okay, just a minute. This is a man. That sounds up the whole song right there, man. It's some yeah, good, it's, uh, it's some good, good uh, uh, instruments, but that right there, man. When he said it's a man's world, but it'd be nothing without a woman, a girl, man. Yeah, that, that is. I, I, and the thing, the thing is with that, I mean, James can sing that song even without the music. If you just heard that acapella, you'd still feel man. the same passion. Just, I mean, it's because yes. it's like he's opening up his soul to. to you know, he's so much in in love with somebody, and um, and all these other things that are, we think are important in life are really not unless you've got someone to share that with. Right, exactly, I, exactly. I, I remember, uh, I think Steve Harvey said, "What do you call a fifty-year-old bachelor?" And uh, he said, "You call him uh, lonely." And I and I laughed, I laughed, but then I thought about it. I said, "Yeah, you're right, because when you get in your fifties, you know." You, you you know you're somewhat on the decline you know depending on how you live your life but uh you need somebody that knows you that can share a life with you you know yeah you know, so, yeah yeah man That's but it, I, I thought let, let's go to your next one man the royal knights i was like what the royal knights combo now, now like, before we go on uh-huh. i just walked through and said to tell you hello Hey, hey, Andrea. <laughs> Tell her I'm waiting for that next book. <laughs> yeah, she's hey. already gone on through on to something else. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you and her to dance. To do like when she was dancing with the stars. I'm waiting for you, Lonnie, to yeah. get out there, man, and stretch your stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we were doing. Uh, um, you know, some of you, you and Lisa might want to think about. We we were. Uh, we were going on a date night for a while to ballroom dancing. They're like ballroom dancing. I don't want to do that, but that was the <laughs> most fun. Oh man! You know, see, you're not. You know, nobody there is going to judge you because everybody's learning. So you know, if you mess oh. up, that's all right. All the other dudes in the room just messed up too. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, that's something y'all let us try sometime. Okay. Well, you know, I'm gonna put that on the list, man. I'm gonna put that on the list. She, put it on the she, list. She, she would definitely be into it. All right, well let's, oh, let's yeah. kick out let's kick out this Royal Knights combo. Too late to cry. My gosh, man. I might start crying. <laughs> this is hello, oh, here we go. Some folks may say that love is true. But here is what it does.
come from man if they didn't, if they yeah. said, when you study the great if, as a singer when you study the greats and music like this you can really like this lady uh Chrisette Michelle she studied Ethel Waters and um and people like that uh who uh, were who were timeless you know when you and, and mm-hmm. I'm like I'm listening to him crooning and, and pouring out man I'm like wow man come on now yeah, Royal <laughs> that uh that was the um the the bulk of that band were the Wells brothers uh from mm-hmm. Bluff City, Tennessee. That's a little town right outside of Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia. Um just not you know, about thirty miles from my house. That was recorded at Shadow Records in nineteen sixty three in Bristol. That's the mm-hmm. only record these cats ever put out. Uh they I mean they they were a group for about thirty years and they've traveled everywhere. I mean, they were known they, in, from New York to Chicago to Detroit, but that's the only record they ever put out. And one of the things when I was researching these guys, uh, they were so well-known. You, I know you played James Brown there a moment ago. Um, mm-hmm. That's Itchy Wells, who's a singer, but the, the brother Charles Wells, who's a guitar player, I read reading a story he was telling about. He was in Detroit at a little club, and James Brown uh, was playing, and the James Brown's guitar player called in sick and said, "Hey, I can't make it, boss." And so they're on, they're ready to go on stage. The, the band walks out on stage without the guitar player, and James Brown knew this guy so well. From, I mean, James Brown was a fan of these guys, and uh-huh. said, "Hey, Charles, come up here and play guitar." And handed him the, you know, handed him the guy's guitar, and he sat in with the James, you know, James Brown band for for a whole show at a club, just impromptu. Um, wow. But you know that's how that's how great musicians these guys were. The ninety nine percent of the people in the country never heard of the Royal Knights combo. Wow, man! Amazing music, Ooh. man. I'm gonna tell you that's one thing I've loved about musicians who are true musicians. They can set, they can come into any set and get with the band and just strum, you know, and just rip mm-hmm. after rip, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, Ronnie, we're gonna have to do this again. We're gonna have to. I, I, we're gonna have to do some future show with. with you gotta get some drummers, guitarists, and pianists. We'll do, the, we'll, we'll do the guitarists first, the pickers. Then we're gonna do the drummers, and then we're gonna. Cause man, we're gonna man. Cause I love some guitars. I, I I even had a. Uh, okay, uh, me too. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, we got to do it, man. This is this is incredible, man. I, I am loving this. Okay, this next one, Elijah. No, 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 wait, wait, no, Little Caesar and the Interpians. Interpians. So, Uterpi was the uh, uh, the Greek muse of music. So, these were some deep brothers here. They took, they named themselves after uh, Greek mythology. So, <laughs> Little Caesar uh, and the Uterpians. Uterpians. Okay. 
All right, y'all. We're gonna give you a taste of this one. This this is uh this this is a classic. It was love. I I just gotta stop it right there, man. <laughs> I just gotta stop it right there. That that was good. That was good right there. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna pick it back up. But man, I love oh, yeah. that vinyl. I can, I love. I'm gonna get into it. But I love that vinyl. That 45. Tell us about them 45s and the 78s. That vinyl, uh, Lonnie. Well, uh, well, 70 78s. You know, are the original singles going back to the turn of the century up through the mid 50s. Those most of those were on were made of shellac. But the 45s. 45s came out like 1948, but really didn't take off about 1955. On up till when we were younger, or at least when I was younger. You might be a little younger than me. Um, uh, up to about 1985 or 86 or so, then everybody switched to CDs. But there's just something about that vinyl. Something about the there's even even with all the modern technology, uh, digital recording just can't get the same depth. No, depth. no way. Of you know cutting you know then you cutting this music into into a master impressing it in the vinyl just something about the vinyl even if it's if it's not perfect if it's you know a little pop little pop and crackle and not right there's just a magic to the sound of 45s yeah. that's, that's just it. that's always been me I love 45s me too man Lonnie I had a, I used to run a recreation center and I brought my record mm-hmm. player my records to the center and I was playing it okay. for the kids and they was like. Where'd you get these big CDs from? <laughs> it's like, where'd you get these big CDs? Oh, no. and, and I just laughed because they was like, when are you going to bring the big CDs back? <laughs> yeah, I was like, they have no reference for them. They was like, when are you going to bring them big CDs back? And and I produced some DJs from just that rec center playing those big C- CDs. Okay. And they loved it. Awesome. And when I first heard Scratching, I was like, why are uh-huh. they messing up? Why are they messing up them records like that? Until <laughs> I used to be the same way. I, I yeah, like, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, because uh, you think of like uh, James Brown, funky drummer. I'm like, why is he messing up that 45? <laughs> right. You know, because that's the, basically that's the mix in. You know, for for you know, club DJs that used to be the right. standard to mix in these records with everything else. I'm like, why are you scratching that record? But anyway, <laughs> exactly. I was like, wait a minute. They're messing up. They can't do this. You know. That's why we brothers, see. That's why we brothers. All right, let's get into this uh, little teaser. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. All right. Man, I love you. That's a horn. Sir.
It was love, man. You can give me them horns all day. <laughs> Isn't that the record? That that was recorded at Trail Records, just about maybe about four miles from my house here in 1968. That was a little band from Bristol, Virginia. Um, little Caesar, his real name Pete. I won't give the last name yet because I've got him working on doing an interview with him. Don't want anybody jumping out there and biting my interview before I get it. <laughs> he, yeah, that's right. He lives, that's right. Um, <laughs> he lives in Detroit now, you know, and, this, <laughs> and for him and these, I mean, this was just a hobby. These guys did while they were in high school, you know, the, they played like dances and school, you know, sock hops and school dances and things of that nature and team, you know, little teen clubs around, you know, mm-hmm. around uh, Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, you know, on the weekends, just to just really have fun, get out and meet girls, I think. So, um, you know that that's a very collectible record. I mean, I mean, like you know, set you back a few dollars, um, right? And he had, and I talked to him once. That he had no, he really no no clue that his records sell for. And as this thing, well, a lot of these, you know, one buying one of their records now, if you find one, if you know someone beats you to it, you got to buy it. It's more than they probably ever made off of all their records they ever sold. You know, because they. they you think these guys sold these out of the trunk of their car at, at mm-hmm. nightclubs or at or some of them at church or you know cookouts, family reunions, whatever. Wherever they, wherever anybody said you show up, we'll let you play. So um, you know they probably didn't make a quarter or fifty cents a record, and wow. now some of these records sell for a thousand dollars. You know, just one copy. Man, good stuff. That's, that's incredible. Hey, Lon, I want to take a break for a minute and uh, tell us about uh, you know. I, I appreciate you as a podcast host coming on my podcast. Tell us a little bit about your <laughs> podcast. You know that well, that's incredible. Uh, I'm so I am so happy for you, and I celebrate you having a podcast. You know, and I'm I'm so okay. excited. You do you doing great work, man. Tell us about it. Well, I'm, I'm learning from you. I um, um I've done episode one. I just actually released this week with the with the help of my amazing wife you know all the talent she has all the you know the she's like yourself you know does a little bit of everything and does it well so she helped me put together my podcast and you know the marketing and all that so it's um big lawns digging podcast and the first episode out right now is it's actually where i i gave a speech about local records to um to there's a the local library has like a I guess the Friends of the Library Club, they have an annual like fundraising gathering meeting, and they yeah. asked me to be uh, be their speaker, and I've had I recorded that, and I've had that sitting around here for a few months, and finally the wife's like, "What are you doing with that?" Well, you know, there's people ask you all the time about can they, you know, can they see that presentation, or or they were somebody told them that you were talking to this group. Why don't you make it into a podcast? So okay. So we worked on that this weekend, and actually, um, it was it was actually fun. I enjoyed putting it together. I thought it would be a huge uh, undertaking, and months and months, and cutting and cutting and pasting stuff together. And of course, when you got the brain and the beauty in there, she she had all this really. She did all the heavy lifting. I just kind of showed up and talked. Well, I'm <laughs> but, gonna tell you, uh, I, 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 
I'm going to tell you, I was impressed by it. I listened to a little bit. I couldn't recognize your voice. I was like, where's Ronnie's voice? So I'm going to tell you, when you do, when you drop it, please tag me, and then I'll tag my wife, and we'll, we'll you know, by all means, tag me on the post so that they can be, so okay. that I can cover it too. Please do. Because I, okay. I think that is incredible, man. I was, I was excited about that. I was like, I heard the voice. I was like, okay. Where's Lonnie? I was like, okay, is that him? I I have my radio voice. I just don't really use it. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. We have, so you know, so we, folks we have, out there who are listening who like what I'm playing, I have a uh, I have a weekly show, as you mentioned in the in the intro there, Digging with Big Lawn, only on Radio Whistle. <laughs> So, um, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, like I say, I'm just a guy who collects records. So I'm on Radio Bristol, which is inside the birthplace of Country Music Museum. But they pretty much say you play what you want. You know, you like local records. We don't care if it's rock and roll or country or soul or R&B, bluegrass, gospel, whatever you want to play. So, you know, I'm on a country music station playing Kenny Springs and Scat Cats. <laughs> so, but, well, I'm glad you mentioned country music. Cause that's one of my favorites, man. When uh, okay. when I do karaoke, when I do karaoke, I always, hey, can y'all hold on a minute? Can y'all pull up my tune that I I, I love mm-hmm. to give? When I'm doing when I'm doing karaoke, I always give this one to my wife because it's it, it, it's a it's the shock value for the audience. I love this one. I fell in love with okay. it in Urban Cowboy, and it's been mine. Okay, it's been one of my favorite okay. from this day. I'm just gonna play a little clip of it. Here we go. All right. For you, that's my song, man. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know we ever meet up and have karaoke. I know, I know what they gotta play. <laughs> you know, they gonna be like, who? When I come up with dreads, they gonna like, okay, he gonna play some Bob Marley or some rap. And then when they hear uh, looking for love, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> or or I play, or I play, funny. Uh, or I'll come with, I love this bar. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, why are you? <laughs> You know, you just gotta have fun and enjoy life. And it, you know, and my thing, I like all kinds of music. And there's people that tell you they don't like this type of music or that type of music. But you know, it's there's good music and there's not good music. And I, I just right. I like the good stuff. And even people tell you I don't like I don't like that old country stuff. Uh, you play that song for them, and halfway through it, they'll be patting their foot to it, even though they don't like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like they said, windows are the uh, eyes to the soul. I, I think mm-hmm. music. Music is the connection to the soul, man. Because yeah. you can you you can learn a lot about a person through the uh, various. Mu- if you're just one dimensional and you're listening to music, then you're a one dimensional person. But if you have you're a broad, range, if you exactly that that's it. You said it better than I could. You're, you're missing out. If you have a broad genre of music, rock and roll, man, I can listen to uh, what is it, David Lee Roth. Wasn't that jump? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! When I hear jump, oh man, yeah, 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 man, when I you might as well um, jump, <laughs> I'll jump. <laughs> I'm, 
I'll jump. I might have to icy hot the next day, but man, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's just like uh, I when I was when I was a kid, I used to go to a um, uh, a primitive Baptist church with my my mom. Not just Baptist, but primitive Baptist. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, primitive Baptist. They want to till the you know, the bubbles stop coming up. Then you then you're good and baptized. But you know, it'd be uh it'd be uh. Yeah, these little old ladies walk in on walkers or canes, couldn't hardly come in, 80 years old. But then when the music gets playing and people are just shouting and singing about Jesus, those same little old ladies be running up and down the aisles. Man, it's come just, on. You know, and that's the power of music. And, it is. And, and people that don't believe in the power of music, I, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you to give me an example because I know you got one. Have you ever been driving down the road or, or walking – through a store or an elevator and there's a song comes on in the background and you know, the song comes on the radio or in the, you know, the music in the store and it, it takes you back and reminds you of something in your life you had completely forgotten about. Man, a moment on. with people or something you did or, you know, if it was the perfect play you made in football or the girl you kissed oh. in eighth grade you never told anybody about or, or just sitting <laughs> on the front porch with your grandpa talking about dogs, you know? Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you've experienced that. That's how powerful music Come on is. Now. And that's how it, you know. Man, you, you've nailed it that because music channel marks, it channel marks our lives for us. When we hit certain milestones <laughs> and a song is there, oh, man, with, with Queen... We will when they, that Bohemian Rhapsody. I love that mm-hmm. movie, but when we mm-hmm. will, we will rock you. Oh man, when that came out, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I mean, I'm telling you, you are so you're that that sound is it. There are songs that channel marked our lives, man. Listen, we, mm-hmm. we got about we got about three more, man. This is good. This is okay. Elijah. This is Elijah and the Ebony's. Oof, I confess. Mary Sex. Oh, man. That's right. I confess. Don't nobody want to confess, but this is good. Y'all got to hear this. <laughs> All right, here we go.
I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that Mary Sexton was the singer, and, and I, I think she only put out one other record under the name of Ann Sexton. I think her name was Mary Ann Sexton. Now, that was one. I, ca- I came down from the mountains a little bit closer to your area. That That's a band from from uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and that was recorded in Greenville. That was a little soul and funk band uh, mm-hmm. run, run by Elijah Hawthorne, and that record came out in 1966 on Gatana Records, Greenville, South Carolina. Wow, man. It's a movie Man. record. I love that. I, I love when the voice, I love when the voice can match the instrument. It, it, it's mm-hmm. something when that, when that voice, man, uh, comes as a result of the music. You know, I, I know sometimes yeah. they 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 uh, write the song, then they put the music with it. But when you can have the music and put the uh, the lyrics with the music, that yeah, her voice incredible. is an instrument. Yeah. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. And you think, how is somebody like that not famous? Come I mean, on, man. That's like you know, that's like Diana Ross type of quality singing. But you know, it's it takes more than just being talented. That's right, brother. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, I'm gonna tell you one that I like. It's gonna be a surprise because okay. it's not exactly about a man. It's about a woman. <laughs> you know, okay. but it's about how a man makes her feel. And you make you mm-hmm. making. You already in your spirit have a, a, a understanding of what I'm about to play here. Here we go. All right. I used to feel so uninspired. <laughs> and when I knew I had to face another day, Lord, it made me feel so tired. Before the day I met you. Mary Sexton could have sure. did that one. Man. <laughs> I believe so. Uh, I, I, I love Aretha. A man, you know. Uh, wow, that 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 period, that period of soul music that she did in you know yes, 60, 68 or so to seventy two, seventy three before she really she there for a while. You know, she was just mainly into into the gospel music, but that that mm-hmm. that. I mean, she wrote that song. I mean, and that and all her hit songs in that little time period. I mean, it's like it was like a biography of her life. You think, and mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. why I think that's why it just it just resonates. You just know that she's talking sincere. That's it, Lonnie. I, I love I love when artists capture um, periods of their life that uh, fits in with their craft. You know what I mean? That that's especially mm-hmm. modern day. Especially modern day artists who we feel are not so in tune with their emotions and their feelings, or or are just recording records for the uh, label to make hits. But when they come in tune with how they're feeling at that moment in time, that's incredible. It may not be mainstream, or it may not appeal to the mainstream, but I think it's so powerful when they can capture that. Like. Uh, Maybe Keisha Cole or Beyonce or Celine Dion or some of our, our more modern artists, even Lady Gaga, when they can capture 
what they're feeling in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, coincides with history. I think that's some powerful music that historians like yourself can look back on and say, you know what, that was good. Even though the, the yeah. label may not have promoted it enough, you know, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, and I want to share with our listeners, um, you know, I intentionally didn't send John the list here until, what was it, about 6 o'clock yesterday, <laughs> 5 o'clock? So it didn't give you any time to really, really study it, go out there and find out, find out what they were about. And likewise, you know, I don't, I, didn't, I don't have any clue what you're going to play, but, we, you know, this show's clicking, you know, because I think I get you and you get me. That's what, you know, that's the, that's, that's the beauty of it. So I just want to say thank you for having me on the show so far. It's been fun. Oh, Lonnie, man, thank you. And and that's what I wanted to do. Sometimes, you know, my uh, sometimes my interviewers, you know, especially teachers, I, I, you know, I'm a teacher myself, so I don't want to rain on their parade. But a lot of times my teachers want, you know, can you send me any questions in advance? And when you didn't ask, I was like, okay, I ain't got to give him the setup, you know. And so <laughs> that's what makes it so genuine and authentic. You can see the click. You can see the uh, – the uh, the historic value of what we're doing here, and sometimes when it's rehearsed and they know how to answer in advance, you know that 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 you know that kind of takes away from the authenticity of it, and that's why I, yeah. I appreciate you, brother, for what you do and um you, you know you digging in the crates and bringing the music, just like this next one, Kenny and Mo the Blues Boys. It, it made me think about mm-hmm. the Blues Brothers. Man, I love I love <laughs> man, you my love love. Man, I love that movie. I, man, mm-hmm. I, I don't it's mean it. to be cool, but man, I love that movie with a passion, especially when they're in the yeah. church. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when, they're, when they're in the church and at the end when they're in the concert, man, I need you, you, you. Those are some of my, that, that, that whole movie, man, I just, I, every time I watch it, when, when Ray Charles is in, when Ray Charles yeah. is in the, Man, come on. You 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 know what I'm saying. If you're a music lover, yeah. that movie man does it for you. It does. Now, it's been a while since I've seen it, so now I think I'm going to have to go back and watch it here this weekend if I get a chance. <laughs> man, yeah. Hey, let me get y'all Kenny Moore and the Blues Boys. This thing is hot. Wait, 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 wait. Do you, do you hear that guitar? Okay, okay, okay. I, I'm not going to do that again. Do you hear Stop it. Do you hear that guitar? Okay, okay, all right. It, it, that's more. <laughs> Come on, here we go. Give you everything, even my money 
for your kind of loving is new. writes a song, you know, it's, it's equally captivating when an artist can take a song that was written for them and make it their own, but it's uh, it's really interesting when an artist writes their own song and they, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they put it out. It's incredible. I don't know if this one is going to transfer the way the other ones are, but uh, I want to play this one. This is my, this is one of my favorites, man. I'm going to see if you can okay. hear it. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm.
covered so much man it has i was just thinking you know it's been a country song a rock and roll song a soul song i mean there's but you know good 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 songs good music a lot of people can take it and just do something passionate with it if it you know if it, it's one of those that stands the test of time and that's one of those those uh type of of songs it just it just it's moving uh yes. and, and and at least for me you know maybe that's uh uh, you know, it's kind of maybe uh, how my life has been. You know, it's one of those things where there were times where, you know, where maybe I was looking for love in the wrong places, and, and <laughs> the right person came along, and you don't you don't that's realize right. that. So maybe, maybe that's a for some people that's a you know that's a two week journey. For some people that's a forty year journey. You know, like you said, some people never give in, never never complete that journey. That's right, man. But I love that song. I'm gonna tell you that that's it. That's it for me. I remember when my father passed away. I was uh I was at a park, you know, on, on a hill, Coleman Hill to be exact, in Macon, Georgia. And I was on top of the hill, and I was thinking about my father, and I saw a cloud, and the cloud resembled his mustache. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. And 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 I just laughed, and when I got in the car. And I, you know, I was turning the station, and that song came on, you know, and, and I know he's references to a lady, but it made me think of my father, man, the times when mm-hmm. he was uh, teaching me, and I said, man, you can do so much with a song that transcends all barriers, you know. It, yeah. it, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Man, we got this last song by Thelma Skaggs. And uh, I want you to tell us a little background on this one, because uh, it's the okay. great mixer. But Barkay's records, I was uh, a little Barkay's. I think about the group. Are they related? N- not in any way. Uh, from what what I can find out about Thelma Skaggs, uh, one of the one of the good things she recorded this at Maggard Sound Studio in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, which is about as <laughs> the size of my room here. Um, but um, that Maggard Sound is still around. It's like it's third generation. Uh, that was started by Charles Maggard like in 1965. And his son, mm-hmm. Alan, is still involved in the business. He says he can remember when he was a little boy, sometime, you know, 65, 66, 67 or so, he can remember Thelma Skaggs coming in and recording this song there. And this this is what you call um, a, a vanity label, uh, basically where you go in, you, you record a song in, as long as you got the right amount of money, they'll print any label you want on the record. Um, so I think maybe Bar Kays was maybe sponsoring her. Um, they, okay. um, the the on the on the record it, it for Bar Kays Records it gives an address in Appalachia, Virginia, which is where she was from, a little coal mining town. Um, now the address where that Bar Kays was is a vacant lot now. That building's been long gone and. 
people I know from there can't remember back if there was a club or a bar or, you know, whatever was who what was Bar K's, but it's not anything to do with the group, the Bar K's, because I think they were from Detroit. I think I have to go back and look. But, um, right. Uh, nothing, nothing to do with them. But as far as I know, this is the only song, only record she recorded. Um, Alan did say he can remember her coming in and, and his dad like, you know, hiring her to be a backup singer and a harmony singer on some other artist records. And but they mainly did country and bluegrass records there. Um, this is the only soul record that I know of from this from that studio. It's one it's it, it's one of the the holy grails of people who collect uh, Southern Appalachian soul. And I'm, I'm lucky to have a copy of it. A buddy ran across a copy of it about a, um, mm-hmm. I don't know about nine months ago or so, and, and said, "Hey, I found this record. You interested in it?" And you know, about choked on my chicken. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> so this is. Uh, so Thelma Skaggs, Great Big Circle on Barkay's Records. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you in a minute, but you know, you, you hear that Holy Grail reference. This guy's a Templar Knight. I'm telling you, his descendants go back to Templar Knights. Um, no no joke. I'm telling you. I, I, <laughs> well, I confirm that, but I, I believe that to be true. Yes. I, I believe it to be true, too, brother, because I, I've been blessed ever since I've been a part of your life, man. So, <laughs> hey, but my, my producer said I got to pay some bills, so we're going to go to this break right okay. quick, do this, do this right. commercial, then we come back. I'm, I'm not trying to hold him longer, but we got a few minutes, so I'll keep him as long as I can, a few more minutes. You got to pay your bills, John. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction, even if others walk away. You tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. All right, we are back. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. Tonight, my special guest, Lonnie Salyer, Big Lon, the host of his own podcast, Big Lon's 
My God, man, I'm so excited to have you here tonight. <laughs> I've had so much fun tonight, John. I appreciate you having me on the show. Man, I'm telling you, this has been incredible, brother. And we're going to play the last song. We should have did 10, but we're going to come back again and do it. But this is this, this, this next one. You know what? Before, before I want to give you yours, but before I do, I got to give you one of mine, the stylistics. Listen to this, man. Okay. Give, me your take, give me your take on this one. The stylistics, right. they were. They were deep emotional brothers. Here we go.
Takes you into the great big circle, man. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and it's one of the, one of the things. I think she was someone that just had natural talent. There wasn't any voice coach. There wasn't. She just went in the studio and said, "Hey, I, you know, I got I got three hundred dollars, or this bar case has three hundred dollars. I want to make sure. some records." Well, you know, that's how a lot of these independent stations, independent labels worked. It, you know, like the big people, they groom you and they market you and spend money in promoting you. These small places, it's like, okay, you got $300. All right, you got four hours to record two songs and we'll press you 250 copies of your record. And that's what, that's what, that's what this record was. I don't think she ever saw any stardom from it at all. Mm. Um, and I, now this COVID-19, I, I, it's kind of put me on the, uh, uh, hiatus from from getting out and talking to people, but I have a friend from right. Appalachia, Virginia, who um, who was from you know them little those little coal towns. You know, it's like there's you know the, it, well, and a, I don't know if you ever been to the really the coal fields of Appalachia, but you know it's, there's mm-hmm. one there's poor people on this side of the railroad tracks that are white, and poor people on that side of the railroad tracks that are black, and they all <laughs> go to the mine and all live hard lives and die young right. and and never a lot of them if you don't leave those little towns you never know what your your talents had to offer well I, i've got a friend who's from appalachia virginia and not anything, anything negative about that town it's like those are the salt of the earth type of people to give you come on you know poor people poor people that give you the, the last loaf of bread that they had you know oh um, man just lots of good people and and but anyway, he knew her. She like lived a couple houses from his grandmother. So once this COVID thing's over, I've, I've been wanting to get up with him and and talk. He you know he's around my age, so you know in the she died in the seventies or, or mm-hmm. early eighties. But he remembers her as a kid. And anyway, I may have some more some more knowledge on about her life and and okay. and some. And, and that's what I do. You know, I'll, I'll find one of these records mm-hmm. and I go out and who's this person? Why'd they, you know, why'd they record this song? Uh, and and uh, why didn't they record anything else? Whatever. So hopefully in the future, I'll have you uh, some more info on Thelma Skaggs or there'll be something on my Big Lawn's Crapel Dig page about her. That's just what I do. You know, it's it's a fun hobby, oh, but it has meaning for people, you know. I'm going to tell you, it has so much meaning with what you do. That's what inspires me, man, when I uh, listen to music and watch the artists who came up, who have paved the way. Just the, uh, man, the, the, par- the paramount, like uh, when I looked at Tina Marie, how she was such a, a trailblazer for the artists like uh, Celine Desan- uh, Dion and man, so many others. Uh, Gaga, mm-hmm. you know, it just really impresses me on what they did. Uh, Lonnie, before we go, I'm, I'm going to play you a couple of songs. And I want you to give me your take on one song. I wish we could do this one for every state in America. <laughs> you hear me? Okay. You know, I wish we could do this for every state in America. Somebody can make a song like this 
for every state of these United States of America. Let me let you hear this one. You I, know I, already, I already know what you're going to play. You, you, you're you're no, a Georgia boy. I already know what you're going to play. I ain't messing with you, man. I ain't messing with you. <laughs> All hey, right. Y'all keep Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. The whole day Just an old sweet song <laughs> Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind <laughs> mm. Yes, sir, man. I love that song. I love Ray Charles. You know, I've, I've, been, a, I've been a Ray Charles fan since I was a little kid because my mom was a big Ray Charles fan, so... You know, listen to listen on the radio, or it's you know, riding around with her and Ray, that song come on, or a couple other Ray Charles song. It's like you know, you better shut up, or I'm gonna take my shoe off you. So you got to you had to listen to Ray Charles. So yes, I, you know, man. I, oh, I love that song. Yes, that, that, that's, so you know, that's the unofficial state song of Georgia. Come yes, on, man. I love it. I was I was so proud of Jamie Foxx and what he did with that movie, man. It just really yeah. And I was glad I was glad Ray Charles was able to at least work with him on that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, be the fruition of that. Cause, uh, I was proud that that did me good. I wish we could do a song for that, for every state, you know, yeah. and, in the state. Yeah. And, and for me, that, that song is like a, I mean, it, it's, it's well, not necessarily a lament, but it, it, it it's like a song of, Forgiveness to me, right, you know, because right, you, you right. see his life story. He didn't live a good life growing up as a kid, you know, and he had a lot of tragedy. And so, when you say Georgia the Ray Charles, you'd think he would just stand in the corner and cringe, like, "Oh, I don't want to think mm-hmm. about it." But that, you know, that is such a powerful song. It's pretty much basically saying, you know, my to me, you know, I'm, I'm my life was rough growing up as a kid, but you know, I wouldn't replace what happened. I wouldn't Come be on, on the day if all the tragedy hadn't. Happened, and maybe at one time I didn't like where I came from or the community I was lived in as as a as a young person, but now I embrace it and I miss it and I love it and and it's you know now it's made me who I am. You made him a better, stronger person. And Lonnie, that's what I that's love about. That's it, man, and that's what I love about people who find. Man, I I appreciate your take too, brother. And that's what I love about people who find forgiveness in their hearts, even after a tragedy. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you go through. I just do not uh, mess with bitter people. I don't care how horrific the tragedy was, but when you can find forgiveness and you can grow and become better in the midst of your tragedy, I think that's what makes you better, and that's what grooms you to be a uh, a better signal bearer in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I agree. Now, now, this next one, man, this, this is my this is one of my personal favorite because I love the movie, okay. not the, not the Temptations, but the other movie that was uh, a, uh, it wasn't exactly a real group, but they uh, symbolized the group. So here, here we go, the dance, okay. you know. Is there a heart in the house? You got to have love. 
Now I didn't stump you, did I? No, that's uh, that's from. The- ah, I can't stop this now, guy. Now, you, uh, if you're a, it's the, it's the Dells, right? That's right, the Dells. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I I know that was from that movie. I love that movie. I always been a, um, uh, a Robert Townsend fan as a as uh-huh. a uh, as a director, and um, of course, my just the. Um, well, what's his name? Leon, uh-huh, the actor. Uh-huh. Um, yes. I, yeah, that movie. I mean, that, that's an impactful movie, and and that's one of those where you you you're like, hmm, were they a real? Ba- was that a real group? And you, <laughs> you think because it's so compelling, it's such a believable story. That it is. Like, man. Well, maybe that was a real group, and I just missed them. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly, man. Man, I'm but I think you, that's I, a good uh, story of of it's kind of a kind of a kind of taking several of the narratives of of some of these '60s um, groups uh, uh, and what they went through as you know as um, as not only just as black men growing up in the in America in the '50s mm-hmm. and '60s, but you know the kind of the there's the one thing of growing up and then being successful and getting hit with a a lot of money at a young age and come on man you know, come and all, on. The, all the women and all the things that come with that that you think wow that's what I really want in life but then you see a movie like that you're like you know you know those things kind of lead to can lead to destruction if you don't handle them the right way that that's just a great movie to me. That's it, and that, and that's what a lot of our athletes and entertainers go through, man. And I, I appreciate your perspective. And 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 this last question of the night before we go, okay. a lot of times I ask people questions, and they don't want to answer. I'll them. answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Uh-oh. Man, that's my favorite. That's, that's my favorite movie, man. We we want to know what's your favorite genre of music? Because you My you are genre of music. Wait wait wait, Lonnie, um, you are eclectic. You are eclectic, man. You cover the whole board, man. But we want to know what is your favorite? Because when we find out your favorite, we're gonna go get it. <laughs> oh wow, um, that that's that's hard to define. I think with me. It's really about different times in my life and different different moods, different atmospheres, different situations. It changes. I mean, I, you know, I like. I mean, I like. I like everything from from nineteen um, twenties blues guys you never heard of, or or bluegrass guys from the fifties who, you know, sold five hundred records, or on up to like you know, Prince, Led Zeppelin. The Gambit, really everything. Uh, you know, Kirk Franklin. I mean, I like I like music. I like good music that means something. Generally, generally, I like I'm like you. I like guitar. I love guitar. Yeah. But you know, I, I, there's you know, I, I love um, I love originality. Where this where artists, particularly artists who write their own songs, because generally the good songs 
is, or have grown out of their life experiences. Um, mm-hmm. if, if I could pick one genre of music, God, that's hard. You, that's hard. For most people, that's an easy question. For me, that's a hard question, John. Um, see, I was, I was, I was wait, I was waiting on you to hit me with one of your philosophical questions. I have to expose <laughs> something about my inner self to the to the listeners. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, audience, I think I finally stumped him. That's not easy to do. I tell you, it's not easy to do. This man is a, a genius. <laughs> I, uh, um, what I, I tell you what, and, th- and this is kind of be in your your area of the country, but probably completely outside your wheelhouse. So when when I was in college, I really liked kind of the underground Southern college rock. All the Come on. and there's a lot of Come yeah, like the Athens Georgia sound yeah you know, like uh, you know the bands that made it out that are, that are famous you know like REM but for every every group uh-huh. that, uh, in that genre who made it out there are a hundred bands just as good like Pylon or Pink Floyd the Wall what's that Pink Floyd the Wall was that in that area well no I mean they were they were an English band so th- this this would be like basically all the little rock and roll bands in the late 80s, uh, early 90s that played like the Southern College circuit. Um, that <laughs> All the little rock and roll bands, uh, uh, you know, all them funny looking, all them guys that you didn't know if they were hippies or whatever that walked around Atlanta in the late oh, 80s man. carrying guitars, those type of guys. And a lot of those bands sold very few records, but, you know, it was just, it, it wasn't punk music. It wasn't rock and roll music. It was, and it had a little bit of tinge of southern gospel and a little bit of soul, and so it was just its own kind of little little time period of unique music. And that, and if I've named off probably twenty of the bands in that 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 era, most people would be like, "Who?" And then there would be people like, "I saw those guys at such and such club, and you know, and somewhere in in Georgia or Tennessee or the Carolinas." Um, anyway, that that type of music. If I well, man, I'm one that I would have to have if I only had one. If I could only have one CD or one record um, of music that for personal enjoyment, it would probably be that. Well, I'm gonna tell you, man, we've been blessed to have you on tonight. Y'all give it up for Lonnie Sawyer, man. He's a genius, <laughs> a historian, man. You are. <laughs> Brother, we appreciate you so much, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more segments with you. Okay, well now that now that I know kind of what you like, I, you know, I, I want to stick I want to stick to um, soul music on this one just because a lot of I thought it would surprise a lot of your listeners that you know that there was that kind of soul music in the in the mountains. You know, we think that's Beverly Hillbilly type of music up there, but no, you know, you know, so. Anyway, you know, I could pull out some other things that for the next time we get together that I think you would like that you probably never heard. Well, brother, you have fun done. of exploring new music. You have done it, man. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all, <laughs> hey, thank y'all for listening tonight, Lonnie Salyer. He's a great friend. He's an amazing historian. Hey, check out his podcast, Digging with Lonnie. Man, you can do it. He's amazing. Hey, check out the replay. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. If you didn't catch the live stream, we appreciate you, brother. We'll see you next time. Hey, y'all tune in next week. I'm telling you. Straight from the Lion's Den, I'm your host, Apostle John Solomon. We appreciate you.
Thank you, John. Thank you, brother. I've looked for love in all the same old places. Cause there's nothing like your love to get me high. 